0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's
1: go into the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and bring in Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, wholehogsports.com. Tom, welcome in. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, man. Always a pleasure to be on there air with you guys.
1: Yep. Loved uh, spending some time in Memphis with you at the Liberty Bowl and heck of a game. And uh, You guys find a bathroom? Uh, yeah, you know what's funny? They brought in hundreds and hundreds of porta potties. They were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once you got inside the stadium, the bathrooms were working. <laughs> so you had people going to the bathroom. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, what's going on here?" So there were they uh, could have put yeah. a couple of those portalets on
0: the field, like at either end zone, if the players had to run over there. Yeah, that would have helped.
1: Yeah, it was uh, that. That was something, Tom. That was uh, quite it, qu- quite a uh, an experience. Uh, I'll, look, it, it, I'll never it, forget it. it.
2: That's true, and it was a little bit more than something, because I think the water wasn't running in the bathroom upstairs. I mean, it was very nice, great to have one upstairs in the press box. Mm. I want to say I had to use hand sanitizer when I left there, if <laughs> I'm remembering right. You know, I, I went back and watched. It took me about three viewings, and I went back and watched the entire replay of the game, and I watched the last, like, five minutes today. and and the, But the five minutes took probably 45 minutes to play uh, it was incredible how many plays the Kansas had to make, like fourth downs, two-point conversions, to extend the game. And they made all of them. Every one. Except, the, uh, except the two-pointer. Mm-hmm. The end of the game, and poor Josh Bean, the quarterback, you know, he comes in cold off the bench. I think he'd been in a, a play or two in the game before that. You know, I think they'd had like a, a double pass or something earlier, mm-hmm. and I don't think that one worked either. And the poor guy uh, is running, and – and I, and I said the day after, I think talking to you guys, that uh, I thought maybe he should have run and he had a lane. But, no, he was really more along the line to the 10-yard line. And there was some guys in between him and the goal line. So it wasn't going to be an easy two-point conversion run. But, man, he, he gave um, Lawrence Arnold, the receiver, no chance.
1: But
0: None.
2: I do think, West. all in all, when you look back on it, I wasn't involved like in the actual playing. But I think now we're going to remember it longer and stronger because of the craziness, and that it didn't end like thirty-eight to twenty-three, you know.
0: Well, and it had the additional benefit of inspiring Jim Harbaugh to run that stupid double reverse tight end pass, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently Harbaugh didn't see that it didn't work for Kansas as well as it didn't work for Michigan.
2: Uh, uh, oh, check. Sorry, man. Time I got to give it up to you.
0: They, they've been giving me a hard time all week. Akri and his troublemaking big mouth, you know, being the cheerleader, but Basil and those guys, too. They said, Pig's giving Tom a hard time. I said, look, I didn't like the vote. I didn't think it made sense. But Tom was right about TCU, and I was wrong about Michigan. I'm a big enough man to admit that. You, uh, you saw something that a lot of the rest of us did not see. So congratulations for having that vision.
2: Well, I don't know if we needed to have this moment or not, but I was not going to rub anything in. I was not going to provoke or say anything. Well, you're better it, than it all the clowns
0: opinion. on these stations, let me tell you, because they've been going out of their way to drag me behind the truck. <laughs> all of them.
2: Well, it was my hey, it was my opinion then, and I had an AP vote, and so question, people questioning my AP vote happens all the time. You had your opinion then, and it's valid. I mean, 61 other AP mm-hmm. voters had Michigan higher than me. It was just, I don't know, it was just a sense. You know, I, I, I was disturbed most of all, I think, by the strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. And I do,
0: Turned look, out Ohio to matter. Put, it did. I know.
2: Look, Ohio State put together a great game plan to contend with Georgia, mm-hmm. and you have to give them that. I thought Michigan, you know, other than, I, I thought Harbaugh should have kicked the field goal on the first possession. Absolutely, and they they blew they blew some other. Hey, the SEC officiating crew probably blew what should have been the touchdown absolutely right before the fumble. So anyway, yeah. it was two. The, the Big Ten they represented; they were in both of the semifinal games, and they had good good game plans. Mm-hmm. It's just TCU found some kind of magic, and I don't know if it's going to carry over on Monday night. But they found some kind of magic. And I am not going to revel in like, hey, you know. Well, I you're a good
0: man, Charlie you. Brown. I appreciate that. And and I am a believer. I always like TCU anyway. How can you not like Duggan? You know, just an all-American kid. You know, a little gritty Huck Finn type guy. And I'm I'm with the Hypnotoads. I hope the Hypnotoad. I hope it hypnotizes Kirby Smart and Stetson Bennett the 16th. And I hope they win. So we'll see.
2: They they have
0: something going.
2: Uh, I, do. I don't like it. Their running back Miller uh is maybe questionable. Um because I think their depth at running back was a, a key in the game against Michigan. The backup man, played um, great. He yeah. had hundred
0: and fifty yards. He was he was tremendous. He,
2: he did. Was, he, 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 yeah, he, yeah he played really well. You know, their their defense the the quote three three five, if y'all read there's a great article in the athletic this week about they were uh quoted um Co- anonymous coaches in both the Big 12 and the SEC about mm-hmm. what it's like to face the other. And it's a great read. Uh, the part about facing the TCU defense is like they want you to run, mm-hmm. um, and they come somehow come up and fill the gaps, and it's just a really clever scheme. And what coaches say about that, it's worth reading in the athletic. David Ubbin, who has an Arkansas background, Put that together and, and i i enjoyed that read
0: well it. tom those guys were quick they were tough uh michigan's won the joe moore award for the last two years as the best offensive line in america and they could not move tcu i mean that that wasn't a fluke they mm-hmm. stared michigan in the face and they brought that run to us to a halt i didn't think that they could do it
2: tom, yeah I, I think what is it- I think what's got people, like, revved up in college football is that TCU basically came out of nowhere, right? Losing record last year. And then, like, you keep picking against them, and they just kept winning. And,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know, hey, their performance against Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game, less than, less than be desired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they put it together. And um, I both of those games, like, we got through watching TCU-Michigan. We're, like, we're exhilarated. Like, dang. And I'm like, I would. I just hope Georgia Ohio State can like match. And by gosh, it was almost as exhilarating. Mm-hmm. So we 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 were treated by two fantastic semifinals.
1: Absolutely, Tom. We were also uh, been talking a little bit about Peyton Hillis. Are are you on this story? Are you uh, doing anything with that?
2: Well, um, I think Bob wrote something last night, and we did, you know, see all the tweets and stuff. But um, hopefully, you know, it's a great outcome. I, I heard what you guys were saying right before I came on the air, and. You know what a noble thing to do to try to save to save people, Um, and then obviously it didn't go completely good. But hey, if he's making improvements and all that, it's just like with Hamlin. It's what we can hope for.
1: Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, uh, uh, last night, uh, uh, Kendall Bryles tweeted out he was staying for another year. Run it back or whatever with KJ Jefferson. Uh, how serious do you think it Mississippi State was? So was this uh, – uh, Razorback fans, do they have a reason to be very nervous?
2: Well, because it came from the guy, Steven Robertson, um, who covers Mississippi State so well, I mean, he he's really plugged in. But you could kind of tell that his sources were like, I, I think they really wanted to hire Bryles. And what a pickup it would have been for them. That You know, we got him away from an SEC West – you know, rival, it would have been a huge deal. And so I think from Arkansas' standpoint, even from the, the PR aspect of it, you don't want to lose your successful offensive play caller to a division rival. And, and I do think there was some seriousness to it, and I, and I also think Kendall Bryles is about to be rewarded with a, a raise, and he should. I mean, nothing against Barry Odom, but he was, he was much more well-paid well paid than Kendall Bryles, each of the three years here, um, he has you know more experience of being a head coach, et cetera. Uh, but Arkansas's offense has performed better than the defense all three years, including this season when, among Power Five teams, they're fourth in the nation in rushing, they're 16th in total offense. Um, and I know people will people will point out the the trick plays and some of the weird things that haven't worked, uh, but he's he found a way to take a quarterback like K.J. Jefferson, and really exploit his dual-threat capabilities. They have a high completion percentage, um, and they're very balanced. I, I mean, when you do that against the schedule they play, then it's a legit thing. A, they have the talent. B, they have a, a, a coach that can put it together and team up right. And I'm glad they've, they've got Kendall Brown.
1: What are your thoughts on Arkansas's new co-defensive coordinator, Woodson?
2: Yeah, Marcus Woodson um, – they, I, I know they would like to think that uh, or hope that he can put together a pass defense similar to what Florida State has, uh, which I think they ranked sixth in the nation in passing yards allowed, something along those lines. Um, they've got to get uh, more talent in. I mean, and when you lose Jalen Catalan and um, some of the other DBs they're going to lose, uh, you've you got to fill the cupboard back up. And funny y- y'all here they are 42 sacks biggest total on in school history because they knew they had to pressure more they knew that just sitting back in coverage was was really hurting them so they got the 42 sacks uh, but yet they still wound up number 131 last in the fbs in passing yards allowed per game mm. so bringing woodson in uh, i think i think they're still going to be very very aggressive so we could see maybe similar sack totals although you know, how do you replace Drew Sanders and Jordan Dominic, your two biggest stack guys? Uh, they got a lot of work to do on that side of the ball. And um, I know that and, – and I mentioned Barry Odom a minute ago. He, he came up with schemes that beat teams. Like, and that's really all you need, right? Because at the end of the day, if your stats are horrible, you can live with it if you won the game. And so by beating Ole Miss that first year, beating Mississippi State when they had just bombed LSU – those are, those are feathers in Barry Odom's cap. Um, now, this year it didn't pay off as much because they weren't winning the close game. Um, but they've got to get talent in there. Um, they've got to restock it. You know, they got to get help at corner and safety. And uh, you know, But, hey, it was an encouraging sign what Poo Paul and Jordan Crook played yeah. like in the Liberty Bowl. So, I don't know. you got you got Landon Jackson coming back. Uh, losing Jordan Dominic wasn't good for him, but... Hopefully the transfer portal and the transfer portal needs to be as good for them as it was last
0: year. Tom, there's a guy in the portal from Michigan named Taylor Upshaw, a defensive lineman. He had an interception that kind of clinched the Ohio State game. He played a lot of snaps, was pretty good. Do you think he might be a possibility for the Hogs to to lure down here?
2: Well, I mean, if there's any connections, if there's any – I mean, they got some guys from different areas of the country last year that were, you know, a little bit surprising. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them, there were natural connections like Jaden Hazelwood, but getting Jordan nominated turned out to be a huge deal. Um, So it wouldn't surprise me. Um, Stan Pittman has that kind of reach, and there's some good recruiters on the staff. Uh, But they certainly want to upgrade or, you know, add, just get some more bodies in there. Uh, Big guys, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I'm not saying you can, you know, put a uh, Jalen Davis in there like Georgia had, but uh, just guys that can help, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's their aim in the next. Well, right now, actually,
1: what do you think uh, the future holds for Quincy McAdoo?
2: You know, that's a great question. Watching the end of that game, um, you know, Dan Mullen even made the comment. uh, I think there was an incomplete pass right toward the end where things were getting frantic and it was McAdoo's guy, uh, Mullen made the, the comment, he's having a good game. And, you know, from the Liberty game onward, Quincy McAdoo was like a legit SEC cornerback, and here he is just a couple of weeks into playing the position. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think they, would be, they would love to, if they get McLaughlin back, they'd love to pair him with Quincy McAdoo on the other side. And you, you have the makings of a good starting cornerback duo. Um, if it's hard as truly at receiver, maybe they find a way. And, and I know it, it's difficult to do this, but he knows the offense already. So if he could practice over there a little bit, I don't see why he couldn't be like Champ Bailey. I mean, it's been a long time, and it doesn't happen often. But some guys are able to play corner and receiver, and uh, maybe, maybe that's something Quincy can do. And uh, it would be certainly a good enticement for him, I think.
1: Before we let you go, Chris Lowe uh, just tweeted about 15 minutes ago, Shane Beamer is set to receive a huge raise. Sources tell ESPN he will go from $2.75 million to the $6.5 million range at South Carolina. The board is meeting today to uh, approve this contract.
2: Well, you know, good for him. Um, South Carolina had something to crawl about late in the season. Those back-to-back wins over – Tennessee and Clemson were huge for them uh, and probably the primary reason he's getting this raise. Yeah. Um, you know, they played Arkansas early in the season and it was a pretty significant margin of victory for Arkansas. So, is Arkansas ahead of SC, uh, South Carolina in the SEC? Yeah. You could make that argument. Um, but, um, he's done some good good work. We got Dowell Loggins over there. We'll see how that plays out for their offense. But, uh, Good for Shane Beamer.
0: Tom, thank you. Tom, thank you. I I owe you more thanks than anybody because it could have been ugly. And if you'd have been a a mean little troll like Acre, it would have been ugly. But the next time you tell (laughs) me about the Hypnotoad, I'm going to take your word for it, brother. I'm just saying
2: watch out, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Obey the Hypnotoad.
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's just not my style. Uh, So. Uh, peace to you, man. Enjoyed it.
1: Later, Tom. Have a good weekend. See ya.